Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host Ryan McCarthy and today we are joined by Anna Grace. Anna is a mentor, writer, counsellor and teacher. Her purpose is to empower women to live a heart-centred life and within today's episode you'll understand astrology more on a deeper level, you'll understand how it works, the purpose behind it, the intention, how to get your readings done and what it's all about. I learned so much more about astrology within this episode. And also another cool thing is that Anna actually did my reading for this episode and she shares it live for my first ever time hearing it during the uh, end part of this episode. So I'm really keen for you all to check out what my reading is, but also just to be able to understand astrology more. In other news, if you could please leave this podcast a rating or subscribe to the YouTube channel, it means so much just helping this podcast grow. If you can share it as well, it means so much just in terms of growth. Also, One Talk merch is also available. So check out the link in the bio of this episode. Check out the One Talk merch and just support it. And I appreciate everyone's support and listening to the podcast. But without further ado, let's welcome Anna. Welcome, Anna. How are you? Good, thanks. Really happy to be here. I'm glad that you're jumping on as well. I think, you know, with the alignment of me and you and the work that we do, but also seeing that we're both Virgos and we're both in this astrology thing. And for someone like yourself who has a deep understanding on this, I think it's a really cool time that this aligned and came together. Yeah, it is. It's really incredible. I, I love astrology and how if you're in alignment and really following your purpose and your soul purpose, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about, it, you will find that that's how you start to live life. It is, um, you know, noticing the synchronicity and the timing and alignment. And, you know, you're really, really stepping into who you truly are, mm. your authentic self. And that's why I absolutely love astrology because it is an insight into um, you know, almost like a blueprint or a cheat sheet into who yeah. you really are. Um, and yeah, and I think we're we're on the the eve of the Pisces full moon, which is no surprise because you have your south node in Pisces and your north node in Virgo. So your purpose is Virgo. Yeah, well. <laughs> and yeah, and here I am, you know, this is why we may have um, come together to speak about astrology on this particular day and so there is no coincidences in my world so I'm sure we'll talk more about um, all of your Virgo placements because it's really fascinating and yeah. I think it's great for everyone else to understand a little bit more about you as well and, and your purpose so I'm looking forward to look, um, you know talking a bit about that later. It's definitely that align with you there around the coincidence side of things because I'm currently reading a book called The Celestine Prophecy and within that book it talks a lot about energy and coincidences and it's probably a fantastic book that is so crazy because i've just finished reading it no way <laughs> yeah and i've already read it before but for some reason i had to go back and, oh wow <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that's but, unreal yeah like literally a few days ago yeah because someone <laughs> recommended to me and i was like i've suddenly i've been telling myself i need to read for like the last three months i eventually just picked it up like maybe last week I've just dived into it and I'm just in love with it. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> There's a reason why that <laughs> had to come through. <laughs> so and with, 
with astrology as well, I believe like for people that are into it deeply or for the people that are, that have a surface understanding of it, I feel like we've all at some point downloaded the astrology app, read our birth chart on there and related to it. And I feel like everyone has somewhat of an understanding of what it is, but I'd like to hear from your perspective, like what is astrology to you? Yeah, to me, it's definitely about our birth chart um, at the core and understanding who we were when we were first born. So we have chosen this incarnation and that particular astrological makeup for a reason. And so every single lifetime that we have had, we choose our, our wounds and our lessons and sometimes that will show up in our astrology. So I really love it from the, I suppose, the soul's evolution point of view. But not everyone will use astrology in that way, but it's definitely a big part of my work is understanding more about, you know, soul purpose, like a deep, meaningful fulfillment that you can offer society. How can you can contribute? And I think there is obviously the superficial, um, you know, surface version of astrology, which is like the star sign. And not everyone resonates with that because there's so many layers to astrology. And yes, I understand not everyone will be able to, um, I suppose, read all about it and understand it to that depth. But if you are looking at your sun sign only, it will only show you one part of you. And there's essentially 12 parts of you because we have 12 planets at the time of birth that are in a particular position that gives us our makeup. And then you add the layer of the houses. So it's even more specific. So, you know, you have to really um, have a birth chart done to understand um, what the system is all about. And, you know, we could talk about the actual origins and the history of astrology, but there's no, you know, there's no, um, you can't really explain how you, like when you talk to someone and you've never, ever met them before, and it is so spot on. And they always like, oh my gosh, you really, truly know me. You know everything about me from that, that image. Um, it's just so incredible. And I have done many, many charts. And every single time, everyone resonates so deeply with it because it's like they are being truly seen yeah. and validated and given permission to be like, oh, yeah, you see me and you understand me even if they, you know, there may be parts of their chart that they kind of don't resonate with. And that's the, that's the real good stuff because that's where they may not be leaning into who they truly are. Mm. They could have, you know, come from a particular childhood or the conditioning has shaped them in a certain way. And so they see these little gaps and they think, oh, well, why am I like not very good at speaking in front of crowds or why, um, you know, why am I obsessed with learning and studying? Well, that's, you know, that's a big part of me. So, yeah, I think it just gives us a really good insight into how we can grow and how we can evolve and kind of truly be us. And um, that's what's, I suppose, it's just so beautiful to watch when people get lit up and go, wow, that really truly is me. I hope that answered that question. <laughs> that's my, <laughs> yeah, definitely. that's definitely my perspective on astrology and yeah. how it can be like empowering. You know, it's, it's all about empowerment and not using it as kind of like a, you know, scare tactics and 
catastrophizing and the collective movements is obviously a big part of everything, but it's not something that I really strongly focus on. I want it to be, you know, positive, empowering, and as well um, insight into how we can, yeah, how we can change or, or challenge ourselves. It comes down to like the intention behind it as well. Like you said, if you use it as something that is empowering, but also it seems like there's an element to it that helps you connect to your authentic self. Yes, definitely. And yeah. that's probably the most important thing because I think people um, can get lost mm. and they don't really, you know, they can use it as a tool to remember who they are and rediscover who they are. And that, you know, often happens on the spiritual awakening journey um, of like, okay, well, I did all those things for all these other people, but what do I actually like? And what do I really want to do? Definitely. Because I feel like when we grow up in the world, we're influenced by other people's values and beliefs, you know, and most of it can be goodwill. Like it's from the schools, it's from parents and whatnot. But then we get to a certain age where we have to strip all the values and beliefs that other people have implemented onto us and really look at ourselves in like an authentic light and see who that person really is. Did you have a moment that made you want to reflect on that in your own life and made you want to connect deeper? Yes, definitely. Um, it probably wasn't that long ago. It was probably about three or four years ago. So um, I think it was just a point in my life where I hit the highest level of stress that I could have ever experienced. And, you know, when you're in the pot, the boiling pot, you don't really realize that you're so stressed. It just kind of slowly rises. And yeah, I was like full-time teaching. I had a two-year-old and my um, ex-husband and I were running a business, running a restaurant. And it was just really, really intense. And I suppose I reached the point where I, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And um, who am I really without the labels of like being the teacher, um, being a mum, which was really hard. <laughs> and um, I suppose being codependent in a relationship that was not really serving me. So I had to really step away. And then in that time of like reflection, um, I had to, yeah, find who I really was without those labels. Mm. Most definitely. And that's one of the biggest challenges I find people experience with identity, that feeling of lost and where to go or who am I really? And was this, when you had these feelings coming up or when this shift happened in your life, was this your first time going to astrology and really understanding what it was or were you aware of what it was beforehand? Yes. Well, I've, I've, yeah, as most people kind of say that there were times in my life where that was all I really was interested in, but I shut it off. So when I was really young, like I, I do tarot as well. I'm highly intuitive, empath. Like I call myself a modern mystic because it is truly lots of different tools that I use. And I always had tarot cards as a young person. Um, definitely helped me as a teenager and, you know, moving through a lot of um, pivotal moments in my life. When I got astrology done, always saw it as like so fascinating but of course, yeah, just kind of shut it off or blocked it out. And it wasn't until I went to um, like a lady in the area and she was so, you know, most astrologers in, um, yeah, in society that like actually do chart readings are quite elderly and there wasn't really many people around that, you know, someone to teach me, for example. 
so no, I never really pursued it until recently. And, you know, the gift of Instagram can really help you to, you know, open up other worlds and came across a mentor. And that's when I started to learn astrology and then also become a coach. And um, yeah, it truly was just so fascinating. And it was like my hobby. And, and then I just started reading charts for every single person in my life. I was like, what's your astrology? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Even the people that didn't want to. So I just practiced and practiced and practiced until I felt um, that I could, yeah, that I could actually make it a business. How beautiful is it when you have something that lights you up so much, you're able to share it with other people, but then turn it into a way that can support your life as well. Like it's such yeah. a beautiful thing to find in life. Truly, truly is. Yeah. Yeah. And they feel like being able to educate people on astrology and what it is, is part of your sole purpose as well, especially because you've got a podcast too. Yes. And I think, you know, that's why it's really beautiful to see um, your chart and how it resonates with, with speaking and communication. Um, and yeah, I, I think that was part of my chart that I had to lean into <clears throat> a lot more because I have a lot of like Virgo is essentially on the sidelines. We want to, <laughs> we want to be known for doing nice things and kind things and, and dedicating ourselves to a cause but we don't always want to be in the spotlight. Speaking uh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, of course, a podcast is like, wow, that's perfect because you can speak about your heart-centered, soulful, like, you know, the magic, but you don't always have to be like in the glitz and glamour. And I suppose now in our society, we can kind of have, you know, you can be influential without being, um, you know, a Hollywood movie star, for example, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really go with the uh, Virgos are a bit like, I just want to be known for the goodness that I bring and the, the contribution, but I don't want my name up in lights. And so I actually do have, um, my Mercury is in Leo and it's one of those, one of those placements that I always thought, oh, I don't, I'm not a Leo. No, Leos are too, they're a show off, like they're the entertainer um, and they're, yeah, they're up themselves. Like that's was my perception because I, ha I actually should have been step stepping into it more. Mm. And so that's what we, we, we can see. Like people often trigger us because part of them is what, who, who we want to be. And so of course my Mercury and Leo, and then I have, um, yeah, just a sense of, community so 11th house is um is all about like sharing with people like like-minded people and the podcast is perfect for that it's like mm -hmm. building community for a cause um and and speaking your truth so you know you you also have um mercury in virgo so speaking about causes that really mean a lot to you yeah, and then being able to have that Virgo side of it by bringing guests onto the podcast and putting a bit of spotlight onto them and then just contributing to that as well. That's what I find. Yes, exactly, which is what I really lean to as well is having that shared conversation. Um, and I know a lot of people do like individual like episodes and so on and it doesn't, <laughs> I can, I can talk at the wall, but it's definitely not as exciting or fun for me. Yeah, I'm the same. I can talk at the wall. Like if I'm around people face to face, I can continuously talking. But when I'm on a podcast, I like to like go back and forth and like to ask a lot of questions and stuff like that. 
Yeah, yeah, because it's like that Mercury in Virgo is, um, yeah, it's just like, it's just sharing. It's sharing, you know, talking about something that's meaningful, but sharing. And I think, you know, you have a so much Virgo in your chart. So there's no surprise that you may, um, you know, your mission is probably like to serve, to help. Most definitely. That's my mission. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the Virgo archetype. And I think, um, yeah, sometimes like doing a normal job, it doesn't always allow you to really serve like effectively and contribute. That makes so much sense. And like, before we go on to my chart and stuff like yeah. that, I want to ask a couple of questions about yourself. Like yeah. being someone that teaches and supports people as well and does coaching for astrology, where do you go to, to get your charts done? Is it something that you can actually do yourself or do you go to someone to seek guidance? Yes, well, originally um, I had uh, well, a lot of mentors, really, but um, I had Natalia Benson. She's an astrologer, um, empowerment coach, and that's really where it was my go-to. And I learned a lot through her of like how to use astrology as a coaching modality to understand people. And it is, it's a blueprint. Um, and even just like a one-on-one -on -one session, if I understand their astrology, I can just go straight into like a more of a deeper conversation without having to do kind of talk therapy. That's kind of how I see it. And, you know, I actually do um, work in with past lives as well and see things like this. It's as <laughs> my Scorpio placements. I love to go into deeper conversations. And so of course I do a lot of um, courses or learning around these modalities to just continue to kind of add more depth to, yeah, to what I can offer and, and how I can serve and how I can help people. How often do you like to get your charts done for yourself? Well, it, because of the birth chart, the birth chart is, um, is just that snapshot at birth. You are always going to be able to kind of discover more about yourself through that. But I can do that personally. I don't need to outsource for that. But if I am kind of concerned about like transits and how the, the collective is going to impact me, then I can do more research around that. So talking about like the Pisces full moon, which is today, that may impact me. But because it's a system, it's kind of like I don't need to outsource anymore. I, I can understand, I understand it enough to, yeah, to kind of unpack my own chart and see how the collective movements are actually going to impact me. That's beautiful. Like when you get to a point in life where you know the tools that you can implement within yourself so you can constantly pick things out, like you said before, when you know something was a resistance, you're able to identify to use it as a strength. But that's because you use yeah. time to invest and to learn the tools, which is great. Yes, yeah, definitely. And then I think you can always come back to it, which is um, that's what it's the gift that keeps on giving because you continually, uh, I suppose you're evolving and changing. And so you're just like, oh, well, now I can see I'm really resonating with that position in my chart of what else can I do to kind of lean into some of those challenges. Have you ever read a book called The Gene Keys? Yes. yes yeah, that's an amazing book. I was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the reason I bring that up because that just talks about like the gifts, the cities, and also... Mm what the purpose of a more law now you can break them down now each one can add benefits and value to your life 
And then when you're talking about what you're talking about just then, just remind me of the gene keys. Yeah, it's very, it's very similar in, in a sense of, um, yeah, just like a blueprint, something that you can use to understand yourself deeper. And I know human design is very similar. It's all, it's all adding, um, you know, layers of depth to understand yourself. Mm. Yeah. And, think, you know, I, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, you <laughs> yeah. go. I was just going to say also with the, with astrology there, and not all astrologers will kind of focus on this, but there are wounds that we carry from our previous lives. And that's what really appeals to me when I do, um, you know, past life regression. And so I suppose maybe that, that starting point for me to dive into astrology was actually a stepping stone to understand more about, you know, what do we bring to the table when we first come into this world? Um, you know, we're not, we're not just like starting out. We've had many, many, um, you know, patterns and habits and situations and contracts that we bring through into the next lifetime. And astrology is kind of, it's, I suppose, how we are choosing this incarnation, but we can also see a lot about um, why, you know, why do we go through all these other things and, and how can we kind of go back to our truth, like our, our true soul origin. And of course it's, you know, everyone that we meet, it's always the lessons, it's always a, it's a gift or it's a challenge and um, we can see it that way. And I suppose it, it does help for us to see, okay, well, that wound is in that particular position I might find it really hard to do this. <laughs> yeah. And there's like no surprise that I actually have my, one of my wound, wounds, uh, it's in Gemini, which is the speaker. So, you know, when I started my business, like, you know, a challenge for myself would be to do a podcast. And so I worked my way up to that particular challenge, knowing full well that's something that I've, it's been a challenge for me in, uh, you know, uh, past lives of, oh, speaking my truth particularly speaking, my spiritual truth. And that's a whole other thing. Talking because, about, yeah. oh, sorry. Because we've, we've, you know, potentially been persecuted because of speaking about spiritual concepts. And so, of course, our society now, we feel safe, but are we really safe? You know, particularly with social media, where, you know, we're sharing something perhaps quite personal or, you know, will someone come and, I don't know, judge me or whatever. And so it brings up these potential wounds or like fears of rejection. And then that, you know, can show up in your business. So it's like you're healing every single time you speak. So we, yeah, because you get more of an understanding of yourself every time. If like, if you have that awareness to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, a, you know, it's also the opportunity. So you, you know, you're gifting people an opportunity to speak, which they may have not before. And so, you know, it's it's got this um, domino impact. Yeah, most definitely. And like talking about past lives, what is there a difference between, let's just say, when we're in this life that we're in now and we have a rebirth in the current life, is the one before the rebirth a past life or is a past life more so before this this world we're in today? It's the before that generationally. What could yeah, you break that down for us, please? Yeah, that's a good question. It's before this human experience. So when we are having like an ego death or a shift or, 
it feels like a timeline change or, you know, a dramatic shift. And, you know, you're kind of like, hang on a minute, what's going on? Because things are so different. No, I believe that that's not considered in my, in my view. It's not a past life. It's just previous to our birth. And, you know, we, we don't always, it's, it's a, you know, it's a difficult concept to kind of get your head around. And some people will not, um, will be a bit sceptical to it. But the more you kind of dive into it, the more you realise that there are certain habits and fears and phobias and all these things that we have that are heavily um, influenced by those previous lives. It makes so much sense because sometimes we'll be doing things on autopilot, but we don't even know why we had those habits in the first place. We're just doing them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, why do we have a, an irrational fear of snakes or something? It's like, yeah. why, where do these things come from? But the, I think the most important thing is the contracts that we have with people and, and why we are, you know, why we meet certain people because everyone has um, a very important role to play. Yeah, I believe everything that happens on a day-to-day, especially seeing other people, we interact with them for a purpose. There's something deeper than just, oh, I just saw Johnny down the street. I yeah. feel like every little thing, whether it's a tiniest little scent of purpose, but I feel like everything has something that's going to align us to push us in a direction, either backwards or forwards, just whatever we choose to do. Yeah, definitely. And there is, you know, there is fate, but there is also free will. So we can alter our, um, our experience. And, you know, most of the time we're repeating the same stories yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we don't, we don't realize we're like, oh, okay, this has happened like 29 times. Yep. The same. And then often even the same people um, will come into our story until we are here to like break the cycle, which I see a lot in the collective right now. And since COVID of this sense of changing um, our, the direction that we take or perhaps the, you know, uh, releasing people from our lives and yeah, just doing things that we really want to do because that's part of that, you know, the consciousness kind of rising, yeah. um, and people waking up. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the good, the one good thing that came from COVID was I feel like there was a massive spiritual awakening that came out the other side of it. Yeah. And like a lot of people in my circle or in my life that were never I wouldn't say they were never, but they never expressed to me more, should I say, that they were more insightful or thinking more deeply on a conscious level or spiritual level. But since that situation happened, it feels like there's a massive awakening happening right now, which is leading me to my question around the blueprint you're talking about. And with the blueprint, is there something that you also share with your children? Because you believe that we should be learning about these things as early as possible? Because I know a lot of people get to like, a certain age, they have a midlife crisis or they get to a certain age, they have an identity crisis. You believe this is something that we should be taught at a young age? Definitely. And I think that was um, part of my initial mission because I'm a, I'm a teen, uh, you know, so I teach teens and straight away I was like, I, I needed this when I was a teenager. Like where, where was the person that was, you know, going to mentor me? Why did I have to wake up at like, you know, 33 um, yes, I think it is very, very critical, but how we actually do that is, is going to be challenging, but everyone is seeking, you know, kind of a blueprint or a, 
a map to understand yourself. So yeah, we should be teaching these tools to young people, um, to, to even younger than teens. Mm. So I, I do teach um, some mums about how, we, how you can kind of interact with your children and, you know, strengths and weaknesses and how you can really help, you know, through your communication. Um, highly, highly important as a, as a parent. And, you know, because sometimes there'll be particular placements, like I know my son he has like Sagittarius and Aries, they just want to do what they, they want to do. So there's, there's really no point in um, pushing things too much or creating some too much structure, for example. So I'll give him two options. I'll say, would you like to wear this or this? And he feels like he's a little bit in control, um, that he's making that choice. And I feel like it's very helpful for me as a parent. So yes, like as young as possible, but I suppose you could start by sharing uh, with parents and they teach their own children. Mm. But um, yeah, I I can't really see it how the school system um, would integrate it into their curriculum or whatever. Yeah, like you said, I think it's important for the be the parents for the ones that understand this, and that just made me really um, interested as well because I'm not a father yet. I would love to be one day to be a goal of mine. So one thing I am on the journey of at the moment is just collecting tools and information so I can be the best parent I can be when that uh, moment arises. And what you said just there was that it's good for the people or the young people in general to understand themselves and their identity. But it's just as important for the parents to understand who their who their young person is or their child is at the mm. core as well, so they know their child's needs. Yeah, mm. definitely. And I think you know you're actually getting to young people before they have too much conditioning or heavy life situations that can sometimes weigh them down because we we do have a one um, you know a mold that we kind of want kids to be in the school system. So what about accepting everyone's differences? And so like the astrological blueprint, it does that. It shows us, okay, this is a unique, um, yeah, a new, unique person and there's no one else like me mm. and that's okay. 100%. That, that's great actually. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. And, you know, like there's, there's so much more to it. And, I, you know, I, I actually have, spoken a lot to my students in the past about like their and they're always so fascinated about it because it's learning about themselves yeah. I mean of course teens are very egotistical and they love to learn about themselves but um how can we actually you know I suppose help them to to follow their path or their sole purpose from a younger age is yeah it's a really good topic I currently at the moment go to schools and run groups and programs and teach like teenagers at high schools. And when I show them breath work and meditation, there is a stigma there. There is a big misconception. Like I understand it because I was a teenager once and if someone told me breath work at that time, like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. there is like that massive misconception around meditation and breath work. And do you feel like around astrology as well, there is any misconceptions or misinterpretations of what it is? Yes, definitely. And this is what's, um, I suppose, really uh, frustrating, I suppose, because it is essentially a profiling tool. Mm. And we can talk about personality tests 
and you know do other things like they often do tests in year 10 to help them for um, career choices for example but yes this this is a perfect opportunity to really go deeper than those kind of um yeah personality tests uh yeah and I I that's how I began is um doing teen workshops too so there's another <laughs> synchronicity between us um Funny, I laugh, but, you know, obviously it's um, not coincidental. <laughs> no, not at all. Not after the Celestine prophecy. That's yeah, sure. <laughs> I know. I'm still shocked by that one. <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, I think if we can teach them, um, you know, the tools younger, yes, then there will be less awakening in middle at middle age. There, you know, there are astrological transits that we go through, which are, I suppose, you know, like Saturn, the Saturn return, you may have heard of. It's very popular in the media. And then we also have Jupiter return. Like we have particular age like patterns. And so, you know, I, yeah, I suppose that's why I've recently been through a lot of like a lot of shifts and changes at 36 because that's the, the Jupiter return. And a lot of people will say, well, at age, it's like age 27 to 30. That's around the time of the Saturn return. And a lot goes on at that time, like big changes. That's coming so up I know, for me. Yeah, is it? <laughs> well, I, I was picking up on that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Saturn return is, um, yeah, for example, like my Saturn return was getting a promotion in, I, in my job, so becoming like a coordinator, um, buying an apartment and getting pregnant at the same time <laughs> within a year. Yeah, yeah so... Wow. It was like, okay, wow, we've really got to grow up. <laughs> that, that's really what it's about. It's like here is like you have to be responsible because yeah. Saturn is about responsibility and it's like the true adult at that time. Yeah, well, that's very insightful. <laughs> You've got that to look forward to, I, yeah. think, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, one more it's, year. <laughs> one more year. Yeah, so I was going to say it's not currently... Um, yeah, because the current one is Saturn in Pisces, which is, um, yeah, so I suppose, yeah, you have a little bit of time, yeah. a little bit of time to, no, but it's not scary. It's just, I think if you've already been on a spiritual awakening and, and following your intuition and, and being guided, that it's not going to be as jolting. Yeah, I look forward to these types of things. I had my spiritual awakening, I would say, three years ago. Um, just at the start of COVID, I started going to meditation and breathwork retreats and through going for those experiences, had loads of awakenings. Now, three and a half years later, now I'm very excited for things to arise and for new things to happen, mm. whether they are challenging or not, because I see it as like it's adventurous. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And that, and that's how it should be because we, we don't want to catastrophize and go, oh, my gosh, like I'm not going to be able to handle it. It's just that sense of, oh, this is going to be a, a growth time and it is all happening for me. But of course, if we're a little bit aware, we can um, somewhat prepare ourselves because we are still humans living a human life. And um, yeah, we're always going to have those things that, it, that, you know, could potentially jolt us or um, hijack us from, you know, I suppose staying on the path of being all, you know, um, I suppose being on, I suppose in sole purpose, which is like just being fulfilled. It's, there's always going to be actual human stuff that we have to deal with. 
<laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spiritual beings living the human experience. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I'd love to understand more about the chart reading you did of myself. And, you know, yeah. um, I'll, I'll let you explain what this is to the listeners because I reckon if I do it, I might bite you. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so I've pretty much spoken about it a lot. So it's just that snapshot at your birth and it gives us a lot of information about um yeah like your strengths and your weaknesses and what you can really focus on to be in more of your of your power feeling really excited by life and um and and being able to serve and help people so not everyone has that desire to to contribute and some people are just very happy to be in the family um, life or just do their career and, and just focus on a particular thing. And that will show up in, um, in your chart. So, so many, so many Virgo placements that has to be spoken about first. You have your sun in Virgo, Mercury in Virgo and North Node in Virgo. And the most important one really is that North Node, which is your, your purpose. And I absolutely love speaking about this because it's what you're here to evolve into and really step into rather than being in your south node, which is your comfort zone. Comfort and, and also past lives. So you've perfected it. You're like, okay, um, I know all of the lessons from that. So I could just continue to be in this life, in the safety, in comfort, and continue the same patterns, essentially. Or I can actually go outside of that comfort zone and step more and more into this version of me, which is the North Node. And it's an interesting one because you have Pisces Virgo, which is um, Pisces is, is usually the spiritual placement. Mm. And Virgo is being down on earth. <laughs> physical, practical experiences of helping people. Yeah. Pisces is like, let's go into the dreamscape. Let's go into the ethereal world, which is for me, it's like the past lives. It's taboo things. It's like, um, you know, meditation and, and being kind of almost outside of the body. Mm. And so you have this, this is the polarity that you experience in your, in your life. And we, we can step more and more into our North Node as we get older or more and more into it as we um, find that purpose. But you're not, you're not leaving the South Node behind because your, your Pisces element is like the dreamer, um, perhaps the intuitive. Um, are there any other, I suppose, aspects of Pisces that you resonate with in terms of like the potential to escape the human experience hmm. escape the human experience I've, i have a really deep urge to be able to get to the most awakened version of myself whatever that is like i want to be deeply connected to my sense of god or spirit um because i believe there's something bigger in life as well so i feel like a lot of my mission is towards doing a lot of love a lot of good to make an impact in the world, but to also do good for my spirit in a sense, because yeah. I know this life right now is only temporary. So I want to do my best in fulfilling what I feel like my mission is. So my next life is going to be better. 
Yes, and that really speaks to um, the past life evolution journey, which is um, Ainsley McLeod. Um, he speaks about this a lot, that there are levels. And so we come into this incarnation and we may, you, you know, you may be on level seven, which is I must serve. Level 10 is being a Buddha and going, it is only about enlightenment, enlightenment and nothing else, you know. So you're, yeah, you've, you're kind of being um, pulled into this existence. Like I have to make it count. I've had this experience recently and probably about three years ago, three and a half years ago is when I first started like being more spiritual and meditation and deep into like enlightenment, if you would say. Mm -hmm. But about eight weeks ago, maybe 10 weeks ago, I woke up one day and I felt like God was calling me. And prior to this calling from God, I was say I was never spiritual. None of my family has been, never been to church. I've never done anything like that. But I woke up one day with a sense of God calling me. And I was so confused on what this was. So I just left it for two weeks. But over this two-week period, I kept getting like messages dropped to me. I was like, this is just so strange. So then I called up the pastor from a local church and spoke to him. And everything he said to me just made sense. And he invited me to church. And then ever since then, I've been trying to connect to this calling of God or what God is. Mm. And I feel like this journey I've been in the last three years is getting me to where I am now to connect with God in whatever God may be. Yes. And I think that really resonates with your chart because it's, you have a lot of placements in the 12th house. 12th house is Pisces. And so you are very at home in understanding spiritual concepts, going into the deeper meaning of life. And my, um, I suppose, experience is very similar. I don't come from a religious background, but I know that there is a creator and I do um, tap into source energy and receive insight um, from that. But it's, it's for me, it's, it's much more than God. Mm. And it is, it's a, it's a difficult concept to really um, fully embody your experience because we are mere humans yeah. <laughs> but yeah but I see I see that in your chart because it's 12th house in your sun which is your identity and in your north node of like stepping into um, spiritual purpose but it has to be grounded in reality and you are a bridge between the spiritual realms and um and earth and human interaction and and um actually giving it to giving this insight that you may receive to the people through building community and makes sense to me yeah and you know it's very similar for me because i have these um virgo placements but also strong spiritual placements and that's usually eighth house, twelfth house. So the houses do really matter because it gives us these focus points. So if we just look at Virgo, we see that that is actually about being really practical, productive, ambitious, which is probably why our previous careers maybe served us in that way because we were very good at it, but we were missing the spiritual um, connection. Mm. Yeah. Um, when you said bridge them as well, that's, literally put into words how it felt you know like 
I've got this spiritual side to me, but I'm very much a people person at the same time as well. I feel like I have been connecting those two or finding a way to be able to get those two connect because I'm very big on like intuition, deep connection. Um, I'm very much so when I speak to people, like straight away, I like to have deep conversations. Um, even sometimes people will say to me, like, you've got a podcast, don't you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. like I can tell the questions you're asking me. <laughs> but yeah. like I like to deeply get to know people. Yes, because you do have your um, Venus in Scorpio and Mars in Scorpio. So that is about deep one-to-one conversation, which is also why it appeals to me because I also have Scorpio. So we do have very similar charts in the sense of you have also a lot of air, which is Libra Aquarius, and that is speaking and being progressive and innovative and finding new ways, you know, to be, to, um, yeah, like, and actually to help other people because you're, you're essentially a role model of being in indifference is like, you know, finding a different way to be and, um, yeah, leading from that example. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Cause you have, you have three Aquarius placements, which is moon, Jupiter and Uranus. So how you actually create change, how you receive like luck and opportunity and who you are at your core is that Aquarian, um, yeah, the progress, the progressive innovator um, being a different, but actually inspiring other people that you can live a different life, a That's different exactly. way of being. Yeah. That's exactly me, honestly. Cause like I'm big progress, like every single day I want to progress. I want to get better, but it's, I don't see it as a way for myself to become the ultimate version either. I see it more so I, so I can be the ultimate version, like you said, so I'm a role model to other people. Yes, because it's about humanity. Mm. Aquarius energy is I will be the role model, but it's always for the cause. It's for other people. And then you add the Virgo on top, that is wanting to help. So it's you are the bridge. You're, you're helping people to rise, to to see what is, um, you know, how they can evolve too. And um, I think you're also here to, you know, draw from that insight from the spiritual realms, whatever way that that is accessed and and help people through, um, yeah, filtering it out to the masses. Podcast. Podcast, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> amazing, amazing. But see, not, you know, not everyone... Um, is is living in their purpose and you know so we look at this your chart and we can I can see the patterns I can see I can analyze it because um, it's ringing so true for you and that it makes sense because like I do a lot of hours during the week like what people would consider work and people ask me like how do you not burn out like so I've been doing what I do for about five years I'm like, because everything I do, I don't feel like I'm working. Like, I know that's like a cliche saying, but yeah, like I truly feel like every little thing I do lights me up to the core. I do on this podcast or doing like youth work or doing events or community mm. stuff. Like everything that I do just feels like it just comes natural to me. But on the yeah. step-by-step is progression on top of that too. Yes. And so imagine if we lived in a world where everyone was doing that. Mm. How amazing would that be? yeah like incredible and and it it's it's where we want to be um but we have a little bit of work to do but it's definitely very helpful 
to be going first and being courageous and listening to intuition because that's where it really comes from is like, who am I really? How can I, yes, maybe lean on some tools to understand myself so that I truly can be living in that space of like, it's not really work. It's just what I'm meant to be doing. Talking about courageous as well. Is there certain principles that you live by specifically, like for yourself? Like, do you reflect on the day and you want to live by certain principles or values? Yeah, I like that question. I think I've changed what that those values are mm. over the over the time over the last th- you know three years, and I think now it's just about um, for me it's about balance. And um, more presence and more joy and, yeah. and light and, and maintaining that um, more consistently, I would say. Mm. Because we can really feel, I suppose, we are can be easily jolted or I, I like to kind of say that we're kind of almost hijacked or taken down into the drama or the conflict or the potential kind of human stuff. Mm. And so, yeah, my value is just to continue to have balance, but of course it is also, I want to be of service and um, part of my mission is to help people. So if I, that that's part of my balance. Yeah. You mentioned the joy. It reminded me of a post that I saw on your Instagram and I believe you wrote, in one of the sentences on the post was how often do you laugh till your face creases? And (laughs) I want to ask like saying joy and then also saying that about laughter. Why do you believe that's so important to you? Or so important to the world? Yeah. To the world. Well, it is. It's just, it's a natural, um, it's a natural joy that is, I don't know. It's just like the, the natural essence of who we should be. But we're all very um, busy, <laughs> busy, 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 yeah. um, and then we don't really just stop and smell the roses as much as that's cliche. It is. It's those kind of um, joyful, uh, you know, appreciative. Like when you're in full gratitude, um, that's I suppose what those moments are. Those glimpses. Not- How could we do that more often? Like yeah. you know. Yeah. Some of the best times in life when we reflect on were those times when we had like those belly laughs, like those belly aching laughs where we're just completely happy with joy. Yeah. Yeah. And before we finish up here, I've got one question for you. What do you believe? And this is not because I know this may get misconstrued with the word success. So it's just whatever success means to you and what you have identified it as. But what do you believe has been the most important goal you've achieved and who was you before and after that? Mm. Yes. My version of success is, is probably quite different to others. Um, but that has also shifted over the yeah period of my life. But I think my greatest success is definitely being a mother mm. and having that child and, um, going through all those experiences and and that's really part part of my mission is I want to have uh, more time for my son and you know when I first started my coaching certification 
I openly said to the whole, you know, group of women, I just want to be able to drop my son at school and pick him up. And of course that, you know, that that's a lifestyle choice, but it's so much more than that. Yeah. And so, yes, that is my, my biggest, most important role. And that's why I want to, I suppose, inspire him that he can do whatever he wants to do and, and, you know, be inspired by hobbies and whatever lights him up that he can um, follow that path of just trusting the intuition and doing what is his purpose rather than, you know, I suppose the materialistic kind of we have to go to university, um, we, we have to make money, we have to find a career and we do that for the rest of our life. It's not something that I want him to feel boxed in by. And for yourself, like on a personal uh, note, before and after you became a mother, what do you feel like was the most crucial lesson you learned about yourself? Mm. Being um, more present and more patient and um, I suppose appreciating the small things like, the real, the real things that are, um, you know, heart-centered, yeah, and love and how it's just, my gosh, you don't realize just how much love you can have for somebody. Pure love. Very, pure love, very protective, very, um, yeah, like raw, mm. which is, yeah, amazing. Do you have any final words you'd like to share here before we finish up as well? No, I suppose it's just a reminder for everyone to um, reflect on, I suppose, utilizing the tools that you can get from external, like astrology or whatever it is that really resonates with you. I would always suggest to follow the breadcrumbs because it's not, it's not really about the tool. It's about the little light bulb moment that will inspire you and you follow it and then you follow the next one and then the next one and that's really that's the magic um and yeah you are definitely your own wise guide you have all the power you have the insight but it's just developing that trust so you can get to that point amazing thank you for jumping on today anna i appreciate your time Appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom Thank as well. You so and also doing my chart too. I appreciate you taking yeah. the time to do that. Thank you so much for having me. It was lots of fun. No worries at all. Thank and you. I'll <laughs> link everything in the bio as well. So if you want to find Anna, jump in the bio of this episode. You can find all the links there, but cheers for listening, everyone. See you later.